Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaliyah Grace Dean, and you are listening to Psy Grace. Thank you for tuning in to follow my journey. I hope that as you follow me, you're able to gain some insight, and in return, it causes a kickstart of shaping your own reality. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we're going to get the podcast rolling right now. Let me give this episode a proper introduction. Welcome to the new episode, Side of Becoming Your Own Parent. And there are many things that are really going to dive deep into this podcast episode, so please stay tuned. Let me give you a bit of a synopsis of my family history, though. I grew up in a strong Jamaican family dynamic. My mother and father were born and raised in Jamaica. If you aren't aware of the common dynamic of a Jamaican family, most Jamaican families that I see, you have the parents and then you have their children and their children or their child um, has to remain in the place of a child, no matter how old they actually get. They'll always be approached as or demand it to be met in a childlike manner. So it's really the strong parent child dynamic that occurs in a lot of Jamaican families that I see. With this type of dynamic, parents, or at least like Jamaican parents that I've known of and been around, they constantly expect their child to always respect them. And I use that very like sparingly, but respect them at all times, no matter what the parents said or did. In my family, that was exactly that. The respect card was constantly thrown in my face at all times. And at the age of 23, I am still viewed as just a child who happens to be of legal age. That in itself can cause a constant inner conflict within someone for clear reasons because it prompts second guessing themselves or not taking the steps to venture out of their comfort zone. I gave you a little bit introduction of my family dynamic and how my parents kind of operated in our family dynamic. So I'm going to go into our first topic, which is how did I come to the realization that I had to parent myself and heal my inner wounded child? It is important to understand that for at least myself, that my parents provide me with everything I could have ever wanted and dreamt of. Without them, I would, wouldn't have the solid foundations that I have today. However, there are areas my parents lacked in and they only could do the best they knew how. And I forgive and love my parents despite their lack of insight. This is not me telling you that you have to forgive your parents or kind of like push aside what your parents did. And we'll get into that later in the podcast, but it is important to accept your parents' parenting style and how you want to move forward in your life. And so for me, I recognize that my parents really sacrificed a lot to really give me the foundation that I have today. And I just want to point that out. But again, I do see some areas that were kind of missed. And that's human. They're, as humans, we make human errors. And that happens in parenting. So that's something I want to talk about. 
as a child, especially a child in a Caribbean household, again, my experience, my personal experience in a Caribbean household, you are told quite often that a child has a place and that place is clearly laid out for you. You know, don't talk back. Listen to your parents, address them by their title, mom and dad, which I get it, but it was really ingrained in my family dynamic. So I won't say growing up that I did not talk back. I did. And I wouldn't always say it was necessarily disrespectful. I believe it came from a place of challenging those around me and kind of testing those boundaries and testing the boundaries that other people have on the things that they view and their opinions. And ideally that shaped who I was as a person, who I am as a person today. It was a part of my personality and it is still strongly a part of my personality. I enjoy to challenge things and not to irritate people, but to really get to the root reasoning behind the things that they believe. But I can assure you, by me engaging in this behavior, it definitely caused a lot of conflict amongst me and my parents, especially my mother. It made me feel as if my parents did not truly want to take the time to explore the alternatives I would present to them. You know, the things that I would be challenging them, it kind of felt like at times they were kind of like, no, it's my way or the highway. And that really restricts a child from the freedom of thinking, free thinking, free form thinking, and that really crushes their little imagination. And so for me, I just constantly challenged it all the time. It also seemed like, you know, that whole a child belongs in a child place really kind of made or was creating this illusion that a parent was always right. No matter what they said, what they did, it was right. And I knew on, I knew from a very early age that my parents were not always right. However, they believed they were always right. But I guarantee you, I still challenged it. Another really common dynamic that I noticed was gaslighting and invalidating my feelings. I was often told that, you know, I had to toughen up or that they hoped I wasn't always this sensitive on the outside world. I also was told that sometimes the things I was experiencing were not worth my tears or frustration. As a child, your sole protector is your parents. Typically, in a parent and child relationship, a child needs an individual who's going to react effectively to the emotions that they are presenting to them. You know, they are they also are seeking that comfort comfort from their primary caregivers. So when you're invalidating a child continuously, what are you telling that child? What are you telling your child? You're not really providing them that adequate, appropriate attention that they need at the time that they're presenting to you. And especially because a child's worldview, even though it seems insignificant to you, it is their world and their reality. Don't crush it. 
while they're that young. I realized that due to the continuous gaslighting and invalidation that I felt, In adulthood, for me, I find it hard to express and open about the things I'm feeling internally. I mentioned this before on another social media platform, but when someone personally asks me, like, how am I doing? I have this automatic response of saying, I'm fine. Everything is good. I'm okay. And I put up this facade that I am this strong individual who is fine even though her world is crumbling at the seams. This is a trauma response for me. In my childhood, I had to develop certain protective responses that aided to my survival. And I'm by no means saying my life was in danger because it wasn't. But what I mean by the word survival, I'm really using it in the sense of like in the mental health field. There are behaviors that are adapted to get you through everyday life in order to, again, survive. So for me, my parents tended to not always validate or show empathy towards the situation I was experiencing. As a child and as an adult today, I often believe that my problems are not worth sharing about. I don't know if it is the fear of being gaslighted by random people as an adult, I, I notice that I still am in this tug-of-war battle of unattaching myself from this state of mind that I have to make my parents understand me and validate me. And same with everyone else on my outside reality and outside of my family dynamic. And the moment that I came to that realization that, you know, I was trying to get my parents, especially my parents, to understand me and validate me. Um, that's when I realized that I have some inner wounded trauma to heal from my childhood. It became a full circle revelation for me. And I want to clarify something here. Trauma is, does not have to be this big fiasco of an event in your life. Trauma could be anything that provoked a severe or chronic reaction of emotions for you. So when I use trauma, I know a lot of times people don't want to use the word trauma in their story because they feel like what they experienced wasn't the level that trauma should be at. But no, that's, I'm going to tell you now that that's, no, it's invalid. What you experience, if it provoked a lot of emotions for you and it left a lasting emotional effect and or behaviors for you, you experience trauma. And it's okay to think that, you know, maybe it's not as big as trauma because it is. But I get the feeling that maybe it's just not. I get it. I want to say here, I personally get it. But I'm also going to correct you and tell you that if you think that you experience trauma, you're more than likely that you are right, that you probably did experience a traumatic event. So I just wanted to clarify that because I know that's something that's popularly like, oh, I don't think I really experienced trauma. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to end that here today. So going back to the whole, you know, I'm trying to make my parents understand me and validate me. 
when I came to that realization, it became a full circle revelation for me. It started to unravel a lot of other behaviors that really suggested that I had some inner healing work to do. And one of the behaviors that I noticed a lot was I needed to be heard all the time. Here is a problem with that. Not everyone has the capacity to truly hear what you are saying to them. I was voicing and venting to people who were not hearing me. And this left such an unfilling gap in the relationship with that person or people. And this stems back from wanting to be heard from my parents. Another behavior that I still continue to engage in is that I need to be there all the time for everyone. If you call me, a lot of the time I will answer because I have the inkling that a person needs my support. And how if you ask my friends, they're going to be like, oh yeah, you never answer. Okay, hold up. If they do text me and they say I have a problem, I'm going to answer. I'm going to call them back. But otherwise, I'm just sometimes socially drained and I won't answer. But I do really put myself out there for my friends and people that I love if they really need my support. I've had numerous occasions where I would be in the middle of like crying and a friend would text me or call me because they needed advice. And I would literally wipe my own tears and really just put the emotions that I was feeling away during that time and focus on the person that needed me at this moment. And this is something that I have developed in my childhood because as a child, I was way more mature than my age held for, to be honest. Due to my increased maturity, I found myself never asking for help for anything from my family. I did every project by myself, every homework assignment, any activity I wanted to do. I just asked my parents for the ride if I needed a ride. I also had a more mature mindset than my brothers, so often my parents relied on me to keep tabs on what was occurring. I found myself always advising my brother as well, and that was kind of our relationship. So my parents also sometimes put higher expectations on me as a child as well. This has conjured up this identity of feeling responsible for being the constant support for others and putting myself on the back burner every time despite my own hardships that I was going through. So now we're going to move into the second topic of this podcast, which is how to become your own parent. Your question is probably wondering, how do you start becoming your own parent? Well, for me, it was important to identify what the patterns are. And that is when having a journal seriously came in handy. Also a therapist as well, but here I am talking about a therapist again and promoting therapy and you know finding a therapist that you trust so let me talk about the journal first though having a journal provided a space where i can write down some of the things i was experiencing if i did not take the time to write down the behaviors i was engaging in and the behaviors i repetitively saw myself engaging in i would have not been able to make the connection also during my time conducting group i found that with journaling, it is important to reflect on what you wrote. And a lot of people just write everything down and close the book, which is helpful if you're just doing a mind dump to ease anxiety. However, if you're trying to learn how to change behavior, it's important to open up that writing and reflect on it. Ask yourself, why did I really feel this way? 
what outcome ha- what outcome happened in myself and what happened in my external world and how could I react differently next time this was where I was able to catch my behaviors and reprogram some thoughts and how I would want to change my behavior next time as for having a therapist or maybe someone you really trust who is educated in this topic I started to talk about my childhood and the things I was experiencing as an adult now I was able to bridge the two together by having that person who is unbiased explore those behaviors with me. The great thing about it is that my therapist did not blatantly tell me this was what I was experiencing. She guided me towards this revelation. So I recommend talking to someone you trust about your childhood. Really dissect it and then remember the behaviors you engaged in when you were a child and then start to discuss some of the patterns or behaviors you engage in now as an adult. If you know me though, you know I love to find supporting articles that really outline some handy tools for all of you. And so I know I mentioned some of the personal things that really helped me, but I'm going to get a little bit of more general um, tips for everyone listening. So this article name is The Benefits of Reparenting Yourself the right way by Eb Johnson. And there are five tips on how to reparent yourself. So the first one is be honest with what went wrong. It's hard to really start parenting yourself and healing your inner wounded child if you have not accepted your childhood. If you are still holding on to a grudge from your parents, it will be really hard to even start this work. I still do this thing called shadow work and you probably heard it a lot on a lot of spiritual channels um tiktok instagram but shadow work consists of going back to really tough situations in your childhood or in adulthood and forgiving yourself and consoling yourself in the situation and feeling all the emotions at once it's hard to do shadow work but it has taught me acceptance i accept that my parents are my parents I won't be able to change them. They would have to change for themselves. I am only in control of what I do today. The second tip is to practice compassionate accountability. This is where if you made a mistake, you hold yourself accountable while being kind to yourself. Try not to punish yourself. Mistakes happen. It is okay. Ask yourself, you know, what can you learn from this situation moving forward? The third step is incorporate playtime. This one is my personal favorite. We think that playtime is just for children. However, it is not just for children. If you felt like your childhood lacked joy in it, it is important to feed that inner child and give yourself some fun. Get the toy you always wanted or the video game. Take yourself on that trip you went to go to as a child and go right now or plan a trip to that place you wanted to go to as a child. This promotion of fun in your life can really reprogram you in finally being able to find time to relax and just enjoy life. The fourth one is to set some limits and boundary and setting limits and boundaries with yourself and others around you and then the fifth tip is mastering the art of self-soothing 
This one is also big for me. I wasn't always sued like I envisioned. This sometimes promoted an ability to regulate and truly understand my emotions. And sometimes I would bury my emotions because I felt like no one honestly could understand. So taking the time to take a step back when you are experiencing an emotion and really comforting yourself at that moment and try to understand why you feel this way, this is where journaling can really come in handy. Now that I gave you all the tips about, you know, how to really start parenting yourself and healing that inner wounded child, we move on into the third segment, which is what does parenting or reparenting do for you? So as a person who has to learn how to parent your current self and past wounded child, your wounded child may be affecting your current relationships, friendships, work ethic, self-esteem. Really, it can impact almost every area of your life. When you finally decide to reparent yourself and tend to your adult self and wounded child, there are many things that you can benefit from by starting this journey. When you start reparenting yourself, you can gain the following, which is you gain discipline, you bring joy to your own life, you start caring for yourself, you can start regulating your emotions, and you can also develop an increased self-esteem, and reworking on those bad habits. This one is key for me because I see myself using the same defensive mechanisms or behaviors as an adult, and they just do not promote the new life that I'm working on. Going back to this, you can have maximum independence and find comfort in life by the skills that I gave you above. If you aren't ready to work on your childhood trauma and heal that inner wounded child, that is okay. There is not a right or wrong time to start. I hope for those who are contemplating are ready to start healing their childhood, they found this episode useful and supportive to their endeavors. Like I said earlier, I am grateful for my parents and I love them. However, I can sit here as an adult and say that They tried their best, the best way they know how. It is now my responsibility to reparent myself. They can't change how they parent me as a child, but I have the power to do that, and so do you. Thank you for tuning into SciGrace. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review or share with a friend on social media. You can also follow me on the official Side Grace podcast Instagram, where we post helpful information and announcements of episodes. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Aaliyah Gracestein. Can't wait till next episode release. Until then, continue advocating for your own mental health.